Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanvi. And I'm Erin. And this is our Seventh Heaven Podcast. Yes, we have a very exciting episode in store today. Yes, very exciting. uh, Season 4, Episode 7. The title is Sin, Ellipses, and then in parentheses, Part 1. Although Part 2 is not called Sin Part 2, so whatever. Uh, And in Germany, this episode is called Small Children, Small Concerns. Uh, And our IMDb user synopsis for this is... Simon is in absurd trouble just because his mother and the principal make a huge drama of a finger gesture among schoolboys. Matt tries to explain, but Simon feels he's robbed of another part of his childish innocence. Matt wrestles with domestic problems among his roommates and considers moving back home on account of Eric's cardiac condition. Basketball coach Cleary, oh, basketball coach Jason Cleary, decides the girls' continuing grades slip warrants drastic action, a team lockout, which makes the local TV news and, because of official secrecy, starts a rumor circuit. Uh, I believe we also have some um, reviews, user reviews of this episode from TV.com. Yep, we have a couple. Um, the first one is titled, The Best Episode of Seventh Heaven Ever! Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Um, oh, wait, there's another exclamation point. <laughs> the- Four exclamation points, if you're counting at home. <laughs> this episode is great. First, when the lockup is then the desk try ing I'll never, ever forget this episode. It was Thin Episode, Who Made, Seventh Heaven, My Best Show. And this episode beats everything and everyone. It's sad to see Mary in this episode, but thanks to this we get, spoiler, Robbie. And this episode you can't see too much of, and this episode everyone can say, eyes great, and I hope every Seventh uh, Seventh Heaven fan would see this wonderful episode. Everyone should see this. Even those who hate Seventh uh, Seventh Heaven, see it. It's the best episode ever, ever. So in case you're listening to this podcast and you don't, don't like Seventh Heaven, this is the episode... To watch. To watch. According to... See it. According to this fan review. Uh, we have another one, uh, which is titled... Well, actually, the title is just the beginning of the review, so I'm not going to read the title. Um, just going to read the review. It killed me to see Mary throw away her whole entire life just before, just because of a small lockout against her basketball career. I hate... I'm sorry. They did spell, spell career correctly. Um, I hate this episode. This is where Mary totally went downhill. It's where everything happened that shouldn't have. I hate this. It was so painful to watch. And I just hated it. I wish she didn't do it. I just wish she didn't do it. It ruined her whole life by getting arrested. It was so sad. I really hated this episode, but I get why it happened. For a reason. But I really hate that reason so much. (laughs) I just want to say that this is all one sentence. And it's only (laughs) broken apart by ellipses everywhere um yeah sorry there's a spoiler in this as well all right yeah we also thought because it's very dramatic um so the wb of course had like trailers and and previews so um we're just gonna play um the it's only 30 second trailer for this episode because it's very dramatic um we thought you would enjoy it and if you had seen on our facebook and insta yesterday um we posted a, a screen cap from this because it was very it was dramatic. It was chilling. Chilling. 
It started out as a simple problem. You're supposed to be the oldest. How can mom and dad trust that you're going to keep an eye on everyone else when you came to keep an eye on yourself? But a single act of rebellion will change the way her family sees her forever. My own parents stabbed me in the back. Tonight? I don't appreciate being used as an example. Mary Camden will commit a crime. Police! An all-new Seventh Heaven. Yep. Wow. Too much. Forever. Forever. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know if you... We could briefly... So, you, you kn- you're you aware that at a certain point, Jessica Biel, like, leaves the show. Right. And there were, like, different... I don't know, reason, reasons for... Like, Jessica Biel wanted to be off the show, from what I understand. Um, but also, she did, like, a gear... like. A, like risque photo shoot and I don't know if this was around the same time because I'm pretty sure that everyone who worked on the show was pretty unhappy with her when she did that but it was when she was like 17 so I'm not exactly sure what was, was it what it. magazine was it gear um so anyway this was just like the beginning of like that was in 2000 yeah. so it was like later on um but this this was like the beginning of the end of like them portraying her as like a bad girl so they could Get rid of her. Sorry, spoilers for anyone who is listening and didn't know. I'm pretty sure most people have an awareness that Jessica Biel was, like, cut out of the show at some point. But um, We'll discuss this more when... When we get to, like, uh, I guess the contemporaneous episodes around the time when they were, like, really uh, dropping the axe. So, we'll start with the cold open. We'll start with the first impressions. Yeah, we will. <laughs> So, how was your impression the first time <laughs> that I watched this, which is the only time that I've watched this? Um, well, first of all, I want to po- point out... It wouldn't be out, a first impression if it was the second, second time <laughs> that you watched this. Uh, I want to point out that this is the first time in Seventh Heaven so far that we've had a two-part episode in the middle of the season. Uh, That's true. Usually we have our two-parter... Finale. Yeah, for the finale, but... Uh, that's how like big this episode is, or this two-parter is in the Seventh Heaven world. That we got a two-parter. Um, honestly, it is not as for me. It wasn't as like chilling or like life-changing as our reviewer is clearly. It changed some people's lives, right? Or um, the trailer has us believe it to be. I guess it's mostly because. Um, we don't see the consequences of everything that happens at the end of this episode until the next episode, so I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's it's very much a build-up. And it actually, like, doesn't seem like that big of a deal until the very end. I think this was, to say, well, we could talk about this more when we do part two, but as far as the two-part episodes go, I think this one, in the middle of the season, was done better than the finales were. Because in the finales, we've had the first part where they build it, build it, build it, and then, like, in the first ten minutes of the second episode, everything is resolved or whatever. But this one, they kind of, the build was sneaky. And yes, you don't, it was sneaky. And it's not about Mary. The Most of the episode isn't about Mary. It's about, like, well, when we we'll talk get about into it, it. Yeah. So, I guess we'll get yeah. into it. Um, uh, so we'll start with the cold open, uh, which really sets up our two main storylines in this episode. Uh, Simon is hanging out with his friends outside of school, waiting to be picked up. Um, it's a group of guys. They are, like, burping at each other. They're, like, being acting like 13-year-old boys. Yeah, They're like, uh, what we learned, honking, which is, um... Putting your arm, your, your hand underneath your other, opposite, what do you, armpit. Yeah. And, like, making mm-hmm. a farting, farting noise. noise. But right. 
we learn that Annie doesn't like the word fart, so they have they keep calling it honking. honking right, and uh, they're yeah they're like messing around and like then, pushing each other or whatever, and then Simon drops his both middle fingers in the most dramatic like delivery of raises instead of drops. But well, he yeah. like does. He's got but like yeah. his hands up, and then he like drops it down. It's yeah. Don't it's worry, a, there will be a video of this on Instagram. It's so dramatic. And um, not only does um, Simon's principal see this, but so does Annie in the car, uh, and so does Ruthie, who's also in the car. And it's very much like... Um, it's a crisis. Yeah, it's a crisis. Camden crisis. It's a Camden crisis. And Ruthie's like, what's that? Um, so... And Simon sees that everybody sees, and he's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Um, and then on the other side of town, in the high school, um, Coach... Cleary. Coach Jason Cleary shows up. Well, the whole basketball team is kind of sitting on the floor outside of the gym waiting for the coach to show up to practice. And uh, he shows up with a kind of like a file, like a manila folder with something in it. And he's like, oh, does anyone know what I'm holding? And the girls kind of like joke with him and they're like, aha, like the file of like women who won't date you. And he's like, that's a much bigger, bigger file. (laughs) But we find out that they are like the mid semester or whatever progress reports that the coach had been asking the team's teachers for because we get the idea. Well, we know that they are supposed to hold like have a certain GPA or maintain a certain um, like grade level. So um, apparently they have not met uh, the threshold the, th- the tr- threshold that the coach wants them to be at. Yes, because we learn later on that the league. high school league has a lower standard, and it's like a 2.0 GPA, which is like a D? Is that a, I think that's like a D average. Right? Yeah, I would assume. Yeah, because a 2.5 is like, what, a C? I, I don't know, yeah. Or maybe, no, a 1 is a D, so a 2 is a C. C so that's like a C, a C yeah. average. Um, so because of the fact that the girls are not meeting whatever... Uh, expectations the coach has, he decides that there won't be any basketball until everybody's grades start pulling up. So he puts a padlock on the gym door, and I'm just wondering, doesn't the boys' team need to practice in that gym? Right, exactly. Um, And I think that is the end of the cold open. It is. So uh, we will get back to that, uh, but first we're going to start with... Simon's crisis. Right. Uh, So Simon... It all really starts with... um, Annie and Simon and Ruthie going coming home into the house. Yeah. Uh, and Simon's like, I was just, it's just the guys being guys, you know, just hanging out with the guys. I didn't mean anything by it. And Annie's Annie, like, that doesn't matter. It's unacceptable. It's rude. It's crass. Like, don't do it. Um, and she's like, and that isn't just like normal guy behavior. And Simon's like, how would you know? And uh, he kind of like stomps away, but doesn't really because he's sitting on the staircase. Uh, listening into the conversation that Annie then has with the Rev, where she repeatedly says, your son made yeah, a gesture like, with his finger, and your son thinks it's just a guy thing, and yours and And, like, yeah, when I was picking up your son from school. Yeah. So um, it's, like, that over and over again, and when we see Annie and the Rev leave, we see Simon was eavesdropping on the steps, and he runs away, like, kind of... Um, Upset. Um, excuse... The honking. <laughs> I guess if you wanted an example of honking, there that's, it was. That's literal honking. Yes. Um, but, all right. So. Back to the actual episode. Um, yeah, he's very much hurt by this, and he runs away. Um, and then the next person who comes to talk to him is the Rev, and he is on his bed reading Smart Money. 
um, an issue about mutual funds. For sure. Uh, and he just is like, the Rev is kind of like, there's an element of like, basically says, don't be sorry about this because like, basically bad timing caught you and you know, it is... Well, no, no, no. Well, he's sorry about it because bad timing caught it. And the Rev says, well, yeah, obviously bad timing, but also don't do it. Yeah. I, I don't really get what anyone's angle in this episode is because it does seem like the Rev is, like, agreeing, like, oh, boys will be boys, and you all were just kind of, like, honking with your arms and burping and pushing each other, and, like, that's all okay, but you took it too far, but maybe you didn't. It's just that you got caught. Um, yeah, there's I'm very a confused wi- what the lesson in this was. Uh, because I so, think it was a red herring. I think the entire Simon plot was a red herring to, like... Yeah, because they are, like, distraught over, like, oh, it's so out of control. And they're not really paying... Like you said, they're not really paying attention to what's going on with Mary. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So that happens, and, like, and then the Rev is like, okay, we still, like, this was a mistake, but, like, you're not, like, you know exiled from the family like we love you and just recognize and like learn from this so but but he says something about like you're still our son or something like that yeah and simon's like well i'm not mom so we kind of get again this idea that uh he's like really hurt by what annie was saying um the next day i think they're at the principal's office right well later on and before that um annie is like well this was like also kind of a red herring because um, Matt comes over to the house and Annie's like, oh, my number one son. Right. But, like, Simon was nowhere to hear it, so... It would have been a perfect opportunity for another, like, close-up on Simon's face as he overhears this happening. But we just get, like, they're, um, they're, it's Ruthie and Annie are feeding the twins, and Ruthie is like, there's so many of them that we have to number them now. So we get the idea it's not like, uh, oh, he's the number one son. It's just like he was the firstborn son. Um, we have a scene here with Ruthie and Simon where Ruthie has a what are we doing uh, line. It's, um, I think Simon's just like, well, I'm not doing anything because I can't hang out with the guys for the weekend. Oh, yeah, that's the resolution. That's, like, the punishment is that the Rev is, like, you can't hang out with, like, the guys this weekend or whatever, so just, like, you'll stay in this weekend. Um, and, and then Ruthie is, like, you can hang out with me. And he's, like, no, you're not as fun as, like, the guys, and you don't get it, and you're, you can't be one of the guys. So Ruthie takes it upon herself to become one of the guys. Right, she, like, practices her honking and her burping. We also learn that Simon has one chest hair in this uh, right. scene that Ruthie... Pulls um, out. Rips, ...rips out of his chest. Uh, and Ruthie tells him that he should grow more because Dad and Matt can't stop growing chest hair. Um, so at some point, it, while she's learning how to be a guy or showing that she can be one of the guys, she ends up... Asking thro- Matt, you know, what... What the like, like what the what the middle finger means? Yes, and she like throws them up as well, and Matt's like, oh no, and so he go he like picks up Ruthie and goes into Simon's room, and he's like, look at what you're teaching your sister, and Simon's like, I can't be responsible for what Ruthie does, and Matt's like, no, but that's what the definition of being a man is, and then they have this like brotherly heart to heart about peer pressure and like being one of the guys and like Matt's like and Matt again has like the it was just bad timing because he was like a a responsible person would have known to look around and make sure that like your principal and your mom and your little sister weren't watching so again we're confused I'm confused about what the like does he really think he did anything wrong or is he just mad that he got caught um 
and then, but Matt then says something about like how no, you know what, being one of the guys is not doing that. It's about setting a good example for people. Blah 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 blah. Taking responsibility. Right, and then Simon's like, I've just aged, and I can't ever enjoy my childhood again. And he goes, Now I can't like spit on whoever without feeling guilty about it. I was like, Are you spitting on people? Just being one of the guys, you know, so you wouldn't understand. Um, he's like a no honking. Mm. Um, and that's that's the, actually the scene when it's revealed that Annie does not yeah. like the word farting, so they have to say honking. So this kind of goes into oh the next the next scene we get with this is at the principal's office. We learn that the day after um, the principal wanted to meet with the Rev and Annie and Simon, and we learn that giving the middle finger at the school constitutes harassing gang or indecent gestures um so it warrants a three-day suspension which we even have to like completely disagree with i can understand detention well, the rev and annie also disagree right. they were like are you kidding me for for what he did and that's when she clarifies that it's harassing or like indecent gang gestures and they're like this is a little bit much lady and the lady's like the lady the principal yeah. is like this is not a matter of like me being harsh this is school policy and then annie's like we're talking about my son and, not and, school policy and simon's like <gasps> i'm her son again yeah um and <laughs> annie's just like we're leaving it's like they don't like, yeah, they don't even <laughs> say anything they just leave and i was like well i guess he they're just accepting the suspension then and then uh the principal says to the rev please talk some sense into your wife <laughs> and it's like there's no sense to be talked you like you're being you you yeah. are the unreasonable one. That's that's the problem. So in the car uh, before they go back, Simon's uh, she like clearly Simon looks like emotionally upset or right. happy. I don't really know what we're supposed There's, to. He's having some sort of reaction, and Annie's like, "Don't worry, you'll be okay. We'll take care of this. At least we'll spend the next three days together." And Simon's like, "It's not even that. It's just I thought you I'm didn't your son again. Yeah, well, I thought you didn't, didn't want, want me." me. Um, and so we have a moment between... The Rev's like, I think the tire is losing air, so I need to go look at it to leave Annie and Simon alone. Um, so... Annie and Simon have a heart-to-heart, where Simon's like, I heard you say your son, like I wasn't yours. Um, and Annie's like, look, you know, uh, you were born and I looked at you and... And I, <laughs> and I loved you and well, you have all this... we get a thing that I disagree with, in that... Annie was like, when I saw you making that gesture, all I could think about was how ordinary it is. Oh, right. And you, what like, and and the people who use it um, are not smart. Are, uh, are aren't clever enough to come up with anything else, so they have to use that gesture. And when you were born, I looked at you and I knew that you were not ordinary. And basically, turning it like, um, I think they've had an episode like this before where they said people who curse are stupid, and that's why they curse. They can't think of anything better to say. Um, it's another, like, kind of, like, if you... They're, what they're trying to do, I guess, a lesson here that Brenda Hampton is trying to employ is if you curse or if you use the middle finger or whatever, it, like, automatically means you are of lesser intelligence. So you shouldn't do it for that reason. Which is stupid, and I don't agree with it. Yeah. we already, I think we covered that. Yeah. Um, I mean, clearly, we curse a lot, or I curse a lot on this. So, uh... Unless you think I'm of lesser intelligence. But yeah. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bye. No, <laughs> please keep listening. Yes, please keep listening um, to us. <laughs> we'll stop cursing. No, pro- no promises. Um, so anyway, that's 
that really that's the end of that storyline. Oh no, it isn't. No, All it right. Isn't. So then. Matt, um, Ruthie at some point, is still Ruthie is still trying to be one of the guys. And um, Matt, like, as a gesture of goodwill uh, to Simon before when he's, like, lecturing him about what being, like, a man really means, invites him to a guy's night. Now. To watch the game. And have some pizza. This game. Whatever <laughs> game. It's I think a game. it's the football game. The f- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is a football game. Um, well. Sports. We just want to say that uh, we thought this was taking place at Matt's abode. It was. It was. It was. So anyway, Ruthie wants to tag along. Simon is like, you can't. You're not one of the guys. Before we get before yeah. we get to that, um, Matt is like, it's okay with me if it's okay with you. And well, Simon reluctantly, well, first Annie says, yes. you could hang, because Annie's like, okay, well, Ruthie, like, if, if they don't want you to go, you can stay at home with me and, like, hang out with me and Lucy. And Lucy, wait, and, and Ruthie, Ruthie goes, kill me. <laughs> so And that's fine. So, well, I mean... We've talked about this before. They make the family self-aware of how terrible Lucy is. So Annie, I think, just just like, yeah, I don't even want to hang out with Lucy. <laughs> so Matt is like, okay, if it's fine with me that Ruthie come if it's okay with you. And I think Simon feels like he would be acting like a, a jerk if he said no at that point. Um, so he says that Ruthie can come. And then the next scene we have is that they all come back. and Clearly been, it's not been that long. And because the Rev and Annie are like, what happened? And they've been kicked out of Guy's Night because Ruthie would not stop honking with her arm. And she was like, it was Guy's Night. I thought that's what they do. And then we get the speech where Simon's like, this, that is so toxically wrong. And uh, just being like, this is not what you do to be one of the guys. Like, that's not what that means. And suddenly he's like, oh, I just taught myself. Yeah, like the Rev and Annie are like, huh uh-huh. He's like, I get it now. And he's like, I'm sorry. And I understand. Um, and then we get, like... Uh, but this was confusing because we yeah. thought... It was at Matt's apartment. I'm pretty sure it was at Matt's apartment, but we're supposed to get the idea that other People guys were there. were there and they were, like, annoyed by Ruthie. So Matt took them took Ruthie and Simon home because they didn't want them around anymore. Which I guess, if they're really invested in the football, they don't want a little girl honking all the time. But also... Well, also I could see if they're, like, Matt's friends, Matt and John's friends, they're, like... 20-year-old guys, they don't want, like, an 8-year-old right. girl hanging around and trying to be, like... It would be annoying, right, probably, right. to them. So, it, it, it's understandable. Like, I know that, like, Matt left, but he had to take them home. Like, right, they right. didn't get there on their own, so... Um, but that's really the end of the storyline, right? I don't think there's anything else that happened. Yeah, it's just... That's just it. Um, so I, mean, I mean, I guess we get an end scene where... Oh, we do have one more scene in this, where Simon, like, is like, oh, honking is only something that guys do, so Ruthie shouldn't be doing it. And Lucy's like, no. Anybody and, can honk. And then she honks, and then Ruthie honks, and then Simon honks, and everybody honks. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of that, like, uh, storyline. Um, I guess we'll quickly do Matt next, right? Um, yeah. Um, so, basically, Matt is in and out of the house. This in- f- First of all, Matt has a terrible, terrible neighbor who was just blasting their stereo all the time. So Matt's storyline opens when him and Shauna come to his apartment, and John is studying, um, and Matt's looking... Matt and Shauna are hungry, and they look in the fridge, and nothing's there. And they Matt's look in the like, cabinets and stuff, and there's yeah, nothing there. Yeah, and Matt's like, someone has to go to the store... And John's like, okay, I'll, I'll tell, tell the, the maid. maid. Um, and then they're eating gum, and I think it's supposed to be funny. Um, because that's the only thing they, like, have to eat. Yeah, and... Um, Later... And, the, and all, the author, every scene, that, 
Anytime, okay, let me just say this. Anytime that we talk about a scene in the apartment, there's this absurd um, stereo blasting from right. another apartment that you can hear. So they're always yelling, or they've got, like, their hands over their ears. Or John, when he's studying, he has earplugs in. Um, the next scene we have in the apartment is him, like, getting ready for work. And he can't, like, none of his all clothes of are clean. All the laundry is dirty, yeah. Uh, they're all, like, all of his drawers and his closet is empty. And there's no laundry detergent. There's no, like, soap uh, for the dishes, so he decides to use, like, air freshener. It's, it's like, furniture polish. Right, furniture polish to, like, get the clean smell on his clothes. So we're basically getting the idea that... He's a little disenchanted with life on his own, like, right. living away from home. Um, so he breaks the news to his parents that he's thinking about moving back. Um, this kind of culminates with... Like, well, he learned about like what Simon right. was up to, and he heard about Every, the basketball lockout. Right. And so what's he, going on with Mary. And he thinks that... Well, it's like double... It's both reasons. Yeah. He thinks that things are out of control. Like, none of the kids are stepping up and, like, um, taking on the older sibling role. And the Rev just had a heart attack. So he's like, oh, the Rev doesn't need all of this stress. But also, it would be nice to have food in the fridge and to have, um, like, laundry detergent at home. And live in, like, a clean environment and without all this noise, right? Um, so when he gets back to the apartment the next day, like, he's spending a lot of... Now he's spending time overnight as well, where he's sleeping at the Camden house instead of his own apartment. And he misses a uh, study date with Shauna because of all the things that are happening in the Camden house. And he breaks the news to John that he's thinking about moving out. And John is, like, pretty upset about this. He's like, well, somebody else needs to cover half the rent. Um, So when you're done thinking about it, let me know. uh, You know, give me notice. So that I can find another roommate. Yeah. Um, and this is when Shauna's like, are you moving because why are you, why are you thinking about moving back? And this is when we figure out, like, he, like, comes clean about, well, it's a couple of things. It's, I'm concerned about my family, but also... Like, it's nice to, like, have a quiet place to live. Like, Um, I don't think I can do this anymore. Yeah. So that is kind of, so although... Also, this is severely exaggerated as well. Right. Because at this point... The only thing Mary has done is she's, like, a second-semester senior. Oh, still first it's, semester, yeah. yeah. But her grades are slipping a little bit, and we learn that, like, a lot of the people on the basketball team, like, had scholarships and stuff. So if they've already been accepted to college, I don't, I've don't. i never heard of anyone having a college um, acceptance revoked because of their, unless you fail and you don't graduate. Um, so he's like, it's out of control. Mary isn't stepping up into, happen, the, into the older sibling role. And that... Um, you know, Simon thinks, like, you know, Simon's out of control, and he acts like it's way more, like, Simon gave a kid the middle finger playfully. It wasn't, like, with malice. Right, he and, wasn't, right. And, like, Mary, as far as, the only thing that's happened so far is Mary's grades have slipped a little bit, but we we don't think that, you know, they we, we get the idea that all of the girls have at least a C average, so she's not failing anything. Um, but Matt makes it out like, and nobody is trying to alleviate the stress on the Rev, and they have the two new babies. Like, they, don't um, they understand he just had a heart attack? Like, all of this. Yeah, and, and they're all so selfish. Um, so this kind of is still up in the air when we end this episode, so maybe this will be something that is gosh, carried was, on. Like, furniture in this episode. Right. I'm just realizing she didn't even say, like... She had, like, she, a couple of lines. She was just around. Um, maybe we'll see this resolved in the next episode. Maybe this will carry on. Uh, but we'll, I guess we'll get to it. Um, 
we have a little bit of Lucy here. Uh, she, like, out of nowhere is <sighs> taking part in this thing called student court. Where, like, other students adjudicate, um, like... And the principal. Yeah, like the... I think it was, like, a few teachers and the principal and some students sit on a panel to adjudicate, like, um, the, the misgivings of, of other students. Or, like, uh, the problems that other teachers have with other students. Yeah, and this was, like, set up just to give Lucy something to do after school because she she does that and then she comes out to the parking lot and Mary's already at the car waiting for her and she says, oh, you never get out of basketball practice this early. And Mary tell, informs Lucy of the lockout and tells Lucy that it is because of the team's grades. Um, so I just want to talk about student court for, like, a second, because some of these issues are really funny. Uh, the and first one... is ridiculous. Yeah, the first one is a teacher who has an issue with two students constantly, like, you, like, PDAing all over the place, and apparently they're found guilty of that. And as soon as they, st- as soon as they stand up, like, in front of the court, like, they call them by name, like, the docket number. Yeah. And they stand up, and they immediately start making out in front of the court, so they're like... This is you are so foolish. Uh, another one is like uh, a kid has used like the same excuse for like a doctor's appointment twenty three times. It's a podiatrist, right? Yeah. So it's not even. Like, and it looks like it's the same exact note over yeah. and over again. So like he copied the same note and kept turning it in. And then another one was like a plagiarized essay. Essay and like Lucy's like you might as well have just like copied this rather than, like, like a photocopy. Yeah, photocopy of this. instead of writing it because it's not even in your own words some great shots of the principal like using her gavel and saying guilty over and over again so the reason i thought that the student court was brought up was because i thought that like the issue with the lockout was going to be brought into the student court but when we get to the end we see that that's not what happens um later on it might happen in the next episode no it's like the actual legal system is involved now um (laughs) so Later on, uh, Lucy kind of gives her two cents about whether it's right or le- legal or not for the coach to, like, do this. And she's like, there's no legal precedent, precedent at least in the court. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. This, like, came out of nowhere <laughs> no. just to give you a reason to get out of school later and be like, Mary, why is basketball practice over? And finally, the like the only reason we really brought this up is because of this one conversation that the Rev and Lucy have. Um, so as we've mentioned earlier, there have been a lot of instances where we see that Lucy is the Rev's Daddy's daughter. Daddy's girl. Yeah, is the Rev's daughter. She's very much following in his footsteps. And he says that what she's doing every day at the court is similar to what he does as a, at a, as a, the reverend. Yeah, and, like, the thing she... He offers people new perspectives when he counsels them and that he hopes that, you know, uh, or she should hope that at least one student per day at the court, like, leaves um, with their decision, like, and able to look at their actions from a new perspective. So it's all about perspectives. Uh, and we have a line where the Rev is like, be the change you want to see in the world. And Lucy's asks, who says that? Was it a saint? Is it in the Bible? And the Rev is like, Gandhi. Gandhi. Um, okay. And that's about, well, and then he says, he does say, she says something about like, oh, I guess I am kind of like you at the work at the court. And he's like, you're a, like a lot like me in a lot of ways. Um, so that's about it. And then like. Because they both cry a lot. Yeah. Uh, and and there was one more scene where, so the whole thing with the school, nobody knows why the lockout is going on except for the basketball team. Um, and, but Lucy knows because she found out immediately after it happened. 
Um, so she tells, there's a scene where she's talking to Rod and Shelby, which is a pairing we have not seen yeah. before. Like Rod. Also, back Rod has gone through puberty. Yeah. Um, and she she tells them, but she's like, don't tell anyone. And I mean, of course, haha, they immediately turn around and tell like random people who are standing in the hallway. What a great way to get your paycheck, though. <laughs> like that's literally all they do, yeah. and they get they probably get paid for this episode. Yeah, I mean well, they definitely, no, they get definitely paid. got paid. But, but I mean, every like, time it's syndicated, they get like a little bit more money from rather than for just, like yeah. this scene where they don't really need to be there at all. No, but fine. And there was no reason for this to be like a big secret. I mean, everyone was so anyway. That's really the end of Lucy's storyline, and now we are on to the big end. Yeah, the big one. Um, um, so as we mentioned. Right, there's a lockout because the basketball team's grades are not up to par. Current, like at this point in the episode, in the beginning, we are not sure if Mary is one of the students whose grades are not there. But obviously, if you it know, is because what happens is the, when she gets home that day. No, I'm saying like before oh, that, where right. we as the audience are not sure of that. What I was trying to say was, but if you know, if you follow television at all, clearly it's going to be her that is one well, of those I think people. You get the idea that it's all of them. I, I mean, just the way that they all react at the end, all of the parents react. Um, so anyway, they go home, like, Mary's unhappy, and she gives, like, Lucy some ultimatum about, like, keeping her mouth shut for the ride home. So they get home, and there is a breaking news bulletin on TV. Mm -hmm. Um, in which, this is breaking news in Glen Oak, that the basketball team, there's been a lockout instituted by Coach Jason Cleary. First they break the flash flood warning. Oh, yeah. But then they break this, and they focus way more on this. Um, and they're like, it's never been done in the history. And as the whole family is watching that, um, Mary comes home from school, and they're like, do you know why? And Mary's like, doesn't she say, like, it? oh, she says something about grades, and they're like, oh, well, are Does you... Does he have a reason to? Yeah, and they're like, are you one of them? And she's like, I don't know yet. Like, we don't, we don't know what our progress reports, like, look like. Oh, yeah. Um, and obvious, like, I don't know how they didn't see right through this right. because there was no, if, if she knew she was in good standing, she'd be like, no, absolutely mm-hmm. not. Um, <laughs> so. And so at first what we have here is that we learn, first of all, I don't think we've heard this before. Mary has a scholarship to go to college to play basketball. Um, and the Rev and Annie are now concerned that because basketball might be over for, um, Mary during the season, she might lose her scholarship, which means they won't be able to pay, uh, like afford to pay for college. And, you know, so they're currently they're on the side of Mary and the rest of the basketball players. And they're like, we're going to get to the bottom of this. We're going to get in touch with the coach. We want to have a meeting with the coach. But Matt immediately sees through it and follows Mary up to her room. And he's like, you have a case of senioritis and your grades are down, did you really think you were going to get away with this? And he kind of plays the big brother role. But also, like, Matt and Dad is back. Yeah. Like, he hasn't done this in a while, and he's like, oh, you're the oldest around here, and you need to be taking care of things. Like, do you even know, like, Simon's in trouble, too? Or he doesn't even know no. that Simon's in trouble yet, but, but he, he links those all up later when he's talking to Shauna. But Mary's like, great, this lecture again, like, where you try to tell me how to be the oldest, even though I am not the oldest, you are. But, like... Basically, they get in a fight, and she's like, you take you and your lemony fresh scent out of my room. Goodbye. Uh, So, yeah, we learn. This is, I guess, when we are confirmed with the fact that Mary is also one of the students who does not have, like, the right grades. Who's not doing well in school, yeah. So, um... The next day at school, the men, like, some of the guys from the guys' basketball team come over, and they're like, he can't do this. Before this, there is a reporter outside of the school, before Mm -hmm. school. Oh, wait, that's later. No, this is after. All right. Um... So 
they say like they they inform the girls that according to like league bylaws all they need is a 2.0 right and so she's like oh how do i find this out like where do i have like the official of this and apparently you have to go to the league office to get this information <laughs> so mary goes to the league office <laughs> to get it and this is when they're out, out, little, members of the basketball team are outside of the school where there's also now as aaron was saying a reporter and mary's like uh, they're right, there is, like, we only need a 2.0, and everybody else is, everybody's, like, on par for that, so he has no right to do this. This is when the coach shows up, and the reporter's like, do you have a comment? Trying to get a comment, yeah. yeah. And he just, like, stays quiet and walks away. But then she decides... Approaches the team members, um, and I don't even know what they say. Well, they, I think they just say, like, we only need a 2.0. Well, they basically stupid. say, like, she's like... Do you, do you know, like, why he's doing this or what's happening? It's like, all we know is that he has no right. <laughs> and this is, like, scandalous news for the reporter. Uh, the reporter pops up again at... Well, so there, what happens is when the Rev and Annie try to get a meeting with the basketball coach, they learn that a team, like, a team-wide meeting as well as their parents has been call, have been called because um, so many parents were kind of calling to express their concern. They just wanted to have one meeting where they addressed everyone and everyone could ask their questions. So they have this at the gym, and all of the parents are there, and there's a huge crowd outside of the gym, and Rod and Shelby are at the front of it, and the TV reporter offers them, ten, offers Rod $10 for his spot, but he says... If you give me 20, you can have both of our spots, which makes no sense. It's not like she takes up both of their spots. But she still pays them, and Rod tells Shelby that they should move because they've got the money, and they'll find out eventually what happens. But instead of letting her come in front and them just being behind her, they just leave. (laughs) Like, you could have just easily just stood there and let her be in front of you, but fine. Well, so anyway, at this meeting, all the parents find out the true, and they also, their children's, like, progress reports are distributed to them, and all of them seem unhappy with their children. But there are, I'd say the majority of them at first are, like, even though they see the grades, they're like, it doesn't matter, like, you have no right to discipline them like this. And most of them do say, like, oh, my daughter has a scholarship, like, you can't, you're, like, screwing at their future, so, like, don't do that. And And they're like, oh, the guy... uh, And one of the parents said, like, oh... This is my business. I'll take care of, like, if I want, you know, if I want to punish my daughter for her grades, that's my priority, um, so. One of the parents says, you'd never do this with the guys' team. It wouldn't be allowed with the guys' team. And the coach is very much like, well, then let the girls try out for the guys' team. This is my, like, this is the girls' basketball team, and we have higher standards for them. Like, a lot of parents do not, still don't agree. But then, the Rev is like, well... Mary, did you know you were doing bad? And also, did, were you, like, warned that if you didn't do well that this would happen? And obviously, like, all of the answers are yes and yes. And he's like, so if that's the case, then I agree with the coach. And then the principal and the athletic director are like, we also stand behind the coach because, like, this is how he wants to run the program. Um, so that's really that. I mean, and they're, they all just leave, like, unhappy. Right. Uh, so then later on, I guess the next kind of getting to the end of the, uh, show, um, later on, Simon and Ruthie want to eavesdrop on what's going on with Mary because they're like, oh, it's so quiet in the house. That can't, that can only mean one thing. So they tie a baby monitor to Happy and conceal it with a bandana and tell Happy 
to go stand near Mary, which Happy complies with and stands right next to Mary. But we learned that apparently they tried to do this before. But this was such a stupid thing. I yeah. didn't even want to talk about it. It's this big, long exposition about how the last time they did this, Happy went and sat in a sprinkler. like <laughs> And, like, ruined the baby monitor, and then Simon had to buy a new one. Um, and so we, lo- like... Mary's on the phone with, we are assuming Corey here. Someone from the basketball team. Um, and she's like, oh, that first part sounds good, but the next part sounds a little bit extreme. And then Simon and Ruthie are like, I wonder what is extreme. And, like, that doesn't sound good. And then Mary asks the Rev and Annie if she can go out to dinner with some teammates. Um, and, and she's like, or are you not going to let me do this either Like after you've betrayed me? We have this kind of thing, like we heard in the trailer, she thinks that her family, like, or her mom and her dad, stabbed her in the back. And Annie's like, I will not take that, I will not let you take that tone with me. And I mentioned, this is right after the scene where Ruthie goes, kill me. So I was like, so Ruthie can say kill me in front of her parents, but, like, Mary shows her emotional, like, reaction to the fact that she can't play basketball and her parents are not supporting her. And she get like she gets lectured, but uh, like her parents let her go to out to eat. Um, but when they're out to eat at the pool hall, we, we learn, learn about the extreme plot. Right, the girls are really upset. Now I want to say that like the show, like this episode so far has done a good job of showing that Mary is upset about this and this is affecting her. But I thought her reaction was not did not was not set up well for like what they end up doing. Uh, which is they're like, we know what we have to do. And, then and you were like, what are they going to do? So next scene is that they are breaking into the school gym, and um, we see they're vandalizing it. They're throwing toilet paper from, like, the rafters and, like, the hoops, and they're spray-painting the walls, and, like, they've torn down, like, uh, a, and, like I guess, like, a school crest, like, not a crest, but, like, the logo of... One of the flags yeah. or something. They yeah. also are, like, taking trash cans and, like, emptying oh, yeah, them out on, the, on the court. And, like, the graffiti isn't, like, I mean... It's like it, Lady Wildcat's like, rule. Rule, right. It's not like... Uh, Fuck this, this school, school like, like... Screw the coach or yeah, something like that. Like, it's all, like... Derogatory things about Coach Cleary. Like, But no. that's not what it is. It's very much like, woo, go basketball. We're great. Fuck you guys. And <laughs> the episode, like, ends... With some, like, I'm assuming the cops or some sort of security detail coming in, shining flashlights at everybody's like, faces, freeze. you're arrested, and then to be continued. Right on the light in Mary's yeah. face. It's so excellent. It is. It's a very well done <laughs> art, shot. Art. That's what it is. But yeah, what I was saying before was yes, it's very consistent that her reaction, she's very upset, the team's very upset. But I thought for her to go from that to like, the the level of emotion it t- or the level of like I don't know well, right, like to, to vandalize the gym because yes. they were all together and I think at that at that point it's like you're gonna do you're like uh, she's like sixteen or seventeen yeah in yeah. a group of friends who are all like agreeing like yeah this is how we'll get back at especially him. Because, it doesn't matter what her emotion is at that point it's everyone else like but especially because right before the, in the phone call she's like oh I think that's a little too extreme but then. But she wasn't there with them then, mm-hmm. pressuring her. I think it was, like, an, an, a peer pressure thing that we're... I mean, that's kind of, like... But I think it, even if it was a peer pressure thing... Science. I know, but even if it was a peer pressure thing, I think when then they got there, she would not be partaking as heavily as everybody else would have been. 
Well, it doesn't matter. She was there. Like, but she, she was, was just throwing toilet paper. No, she but was, she was she was graffitiing oh. too. She was graffitiing. She was throwing like toilet paper, and she was throwing the trash. She like was partaking. I feel in, like if in it all was, of the activities, right? I feel like if it was just peer pressure, she might have been there, and she might have been like throwing some toilet paper, but she might not have been doing it as wholeheartedly. But well, like, wh- why would you even show up then? Because then you get made fun of by that. Do you understand peer pressure? But I, there was they weren't, like, staring at her. Everybody was doing their own thing. She yeah. would very easily just been like, I'm just going to stand here. Well, whatever. We don't get the idea that, like, they had I just feel like yeah. I just feel like it did not, it wasn't, like, consistent for her to, like, go from, like, zero, zero to 100 like that. I know you were, like, a teenager a long time ago, but I see this being, <laughs> I see this being, like, realistic if you're, like, totally not on board. But, like, the whole team was there, like, yeah, let's do it. I mean, that that I get. I just mean the actual actions and wouldn't have. Yeah. Well, if you're going to go bigger, go home. It just feels like if I was peer pressured into something, I wouldn't be doing it with purpose. She was definitely doing those things with purpose. All right. Uh, but, yeah, so that's where we're at right now. Apparently, Mary's going to get arrested. Yeah. Well, you learned that from those reviews. And, I mean, at the end of the episode when they well, were like, they, you're, you're under arrest. arrest. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's where I got that from. Well, well, like, you know, you don't know. It's, it could be, like, a school security and, like, they could be under, like, temporary detainment. Um, so I guess we'll see what happens to Mary um, and... And the whole Camden family because it's about to fall apart. The Rev has a second heart attack in one season. What do you think? about this episode what would you rate it uh i want to give it a i'm gonna give it a oh oh god a five sounds awful i was gonna give it a five i think all right then i'll go with that it's good because i do like the way that we just we talked about this the whole simon thing seemed like a big distraction in the end because mary was kind of flying under the radar and the camdens were the parents at least the camerons were like oh we have to take care of simon we have to devote all our time to simon and only at the end they they really find out that the whole grades thing was going on with mary so the whole episode we knew that that was going on see like but they didn't i feel like you knew because obviously you've seen it before but me as a first time viewer if like i didn't have you sitting there with me like being like oh I didn't notice that the first time right. I've ever watched it, so... Um, but, I mean, like, if I, w- if I was watching this as, a f- like, a first-time viewer, like, without you, um, I don't think I would have realized until the end either. And I think this is pretty sublime for, like... This is, like, high... <laughs> hi- the higher end of, like, Seventh Heaven. Writing. Yeah, yeah. and, like, the way that they shot this and everything. Yeah. So uh, this is why I also give it, like, a higher rating. And also because I think... Um, I... I like knowing it. I like at the end of the episode not knowing what's going to happen. Um, so yeah, like okay. it's, it's pulling me in now. Like I'm pulled into well, the the outcome of of this right. entire exactly saga. Well, okay. Yeah, so I'm also giving it a five. Um, well, unsurprisingly, the basketball team has not helped their case for ending <laughs> the lockout. In case you can gather that. But so uh, let us know what you think about this. You can tell you us. You can tune in for part two on Wednesday right. because the suspense. We'll see what happens. Uh, and you can tell us if you agree with uh, with the Rev and the Camdens and how they feel and the coach or if you agree with the basketball girls about the lockout. Uh, you can do that by emailing us camdencast at gmail.com or leaving us a comment on our Facebook which is just camdencast or tweeting at us or going on our Instagram, which is at Camden Cast Show. Uh, or maybe you don't want to do that, and you can just listen. And you can do that through our SoundCloud, uh, which is soundcloud.com slash CamdenCast, or on iTunes. Yeah. 
uh, where and you can also rate and review if you so feel like. Yeah. So um, I'm Erin. I'm Tanby, and this is Camden Cast. Seven, seven.